You're listening to highlights from One Planet Podcast's interview with Julian Lennon. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. Well, I tell you where it first began, as again, as you mentioned before, that, you know, I, everything I do is tied into environmental or humanitarian causes in some way, shape or form, whether that's through music, children's books, documentary, uh, the list goes on. You know, I, I was introduced to Josh and Rebecca many years ago. I often spend a fair amount of time in Los Angeles working because that's, for me, at least the hub of the entertainment world. And so if you're going to do anything, it tends to, you, you tend to need to go through California in some way, shape or form. Um, thankfully, Josh and Rebecca lived in Ojai, just up the road from LA, which I'm familiar with. And I have a dear friend, Darius, who's a great editor and has been part of the previous work that they've done. And I, I, I'm always curious about what's going on and who's doing what, where. And Darius, you know, had mentioned that he was working on a film called Kiss the Ground. And so I drove up to Ojai to meet Josh and Rebecca and Darius, who was working on the film at the time too. And I was blown away by what they were up to. I had I'd seen clips and trailers of their earlier work, but not all of all of their work. So when I was watching the genesis of that film, I thought, wow, that's how are they going to bring this across in a way that? Um, you know, isn't shoving things down people's throats. It's presenting information in a way that is creative, but also in a way that drives your curiosity into understanding, number one, why are we in the position that we're in? And number two, how can we fix this? What can we do to change all of this? And so, you know, I initially got involved as an exec producer on Kiss the Ground, and I was blown away how that film came out at the end, how well-rounded it was, the flow of the film, the storytelling, and really feeding me information that I didn't even know previously. And so, and also watching that become a platform around the world was jaw-dropping. I mean, the fact that the belief and the understanding and the wisdom that came out of that project has touched so many minds and hearts and souls around the world that people are really single-handedly almost making change for the better around the world. Now, when uh, Common Ground was presented, you know, I, I did love that concept because Kiss the Ground had been very much a broad approach and about America the majority, really. And Common Ground was a much more, I mean, we're still dealing with the same subject matter, but obviously from, I think, uh, it felt great to come from a more personal aspect. Modern science shows the power of plants, soil, and fungi to help bring our planet into balance. Instead of trying to control nature, it's time we remember our roots. We all come from nature. Nature is the mother of us all. And if mama ain't happy, we're f The film is a love letter that my husband and I wrote to our children, and these are them. This is Athena and Jedi to Cal. And Common Ground is all about not only how we can save their future, but also make sure that the world is thriving and abundant, not only for these kids, but for all future generations. We got an incredible group of people here tonight from 
farmers from the Midwest to serious, massive movie stars. So big night for the film, big night for the movement, big night for planet Earth. Heroes like Gabe reminded us that the soil can save us. Our Earth has everything to take care of itself. We just need to let it do its job. And regenerated is the way of the future, and hopefully it will be the only practice for future generations. We have to come together as a society and find common ground for common good. The fact of the matter is we're not working with nature. All agriculture today is mankind trying to impose his or her will on nature. Nature is always self-healing, self-organizing, self-regulating. We need to get back to that. So I just feel honored for any opportunity to learn from all of you and to feel hopeful. You've proven to us soil will save us. We know how to do it. You know how to do it. And I'm gonna learn from all of you. Common Ground tells the story of how we can stabilize the climate and prevent the sixth mass extinction all through how we manage the land and how we grow our food. There's two different types of soil here. One, one which represents the way the majority of agriculture in the world is done. This is the one that's closer to you. And the other which represents the way that regenerative farmers such as Gabe and Rick are working, which represents a tremendous amount of life and this could represent the two trajectories of our species. Who's gonna feed the world first? I produce way more calories of nutrient-dense food per acre than any of my neighbors. I know when people are braced with knowledge and information and it's delivered in a way that is moving and understandable and relational, um, that we can transform ourselves and the world around us in ways that we couldn't have imagined otherwise. I just wanna say thank you for being so dedicated to this space and continuing to grow and evolve and bring in even more people. And I think that's what it's ultimately going to take. We have to all be included. We have to all feel invited and we all have to be empowered to do something because all hands on deck are required. You know, we're polluting the air that we breathe. We're polluting the seas and the waters. We're polluting the soils. We're polluting every aspect. It involves every aspect of our lives. So there's no getting away from it. That's absolutely sure. And yes, there is absolutely a way forward to make change. And yes, it is a question of relearning, I think, oh, so much. You know, without question, I mean, part of the reason that, you know, not only... I did I start the White Feather Foundation with indigenous tribes in mind back then, but the White Feather Foundation. And then, you know, one of the key way forwards for me was education, of course. I think that's been part of our problem worldwide. People just haven't known how serious or taken it seriously enough before. And there's so much propaganda that's and misinformation that's pushed out into the world that's that of course you, you know you recognize and you see even in the film as well how the truth gets pushed away and, and shoved aside by money and greed and the corporations and it's that's a really difficult one to get over but you know writing the children's books was a way to get in the same theme again not shoving it down their throats but presenting the situation as is you know and getting children to say you know reading and asking and reminding their parents and relearning as well as oh 
why is there plastic in the water? Why can't they? Why don't they have any water over there? Why? Do, you know, why? And there are answers for all of this. And the parents need to pick up on that, too. But this should be made, you know, these two films and many more should be mandatory. You know, I mean, you want to talk about Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I don't mean pinning their eyes back you know, forcing them to watch the film. But certainly, this really should become part of the curriculum in many ways. I mean, again, this is, I hate to use the word logic all the time, but if you have, if you're not ignorant and you have an understanding about the world around you, then you know how you can help it. You know, you can know how to make changes and how to move forward. And this is exactly what these films do. So... You know, may Josh and Rebecca and everybody who supports them continue moving forward and making more films because, you know, until things change, which they are changing, I mean, thankfully, I think it's a real credit to Josh and Rebecca how many lives they've changed and how many uh, eyes and ears they've opened through the course of all of their film work. You know, they're going after all the questions that we have as a general public. And they're doing all the research and they're coming up with the answers for us. And I'm just thankful that, you know, I could be part of that journey in supporting that. But also, you know, I want to be help moving forward, too. So, you know, I think it's a way for us. The films are a way, again, to create a platform so where we can all join hands and push these agendas, these health agendas forward. But not only for us, but for the land too. It's critical. It's absolutely critical. I mean, this is why uh, at least, you know, protecting the indigenous around the world has been an important cause for me because of that history, because of their knowledge and, you know, and the potential of losing it forever. You know, I know that around the world, that there are groups that are striving and doing the best that they can to maintain and hold on to those languages and doing as much research and capturing as much of that knowledge as possible. You know, fortunately, there are some incredible, dare I say, youngsters these days who are learning, who have such respect for their elders and their history and their past, that they are learning the language and holding on to it as best as they can. As I said, I think the fact that it's all being recorded now and put down, just not that, you know, uh, anything, hopefully nothing further bad happens. But I, I think it's key because it's we've learned so much from the Indigenous. You know, we're part of that history. It's just we've lost our way. They they still know where they're going. It's just the rest of us that have, that have been misguided. I would say, in in the bigger scheme of things. But, you know, the other thing was, we for many years, I mean, we didn't know any better. I mean, that's no excuse, but, you know, we all rode on that bandwagon too of enjoying life to the extremes before we knew really what that meant, how that abused not only people, but the earth and the situation that we live in. And as you see in the film also, that, you know, I think we're only just seeing the tip of the surface, really, about quantity of illness that is coming from the past 50 years of, you know, the way things have been done. I mean, the general public didn't know about so, so many of the bad things that were happening, the poisoning, the 
you know, the chemicals in, in our food, in, in all of our products, and, you know, whether it's from deodorants to hairsprays to makeup, you know, it's really only in the past few years that there's been a, a, a decent, should I say, shift in that world. And that, you know, finally, some companies are taking responsibility for their actions and their positions, and they're trying to change things too. So little by little, but it's working. With this film in particular, tugging at people's hearts regarding family. I mean, really trying to get the point across that this really affects all of us in every way, shape or form. And that, you know, if we don't do anything, there's, it seems to me that since the beginning of time almost, at least in the corporate world, there's always been walls put up for anything that's organic, positive, natural, and the, and the list goes on. And I think that filters down you know, again, in many fields. So be part of something, a positive movement that continues to do such great work. You know, I just, you know, keep my fingers crossed. And obviously my job here as well is to, you know, support in any way, shape I can. And of course, I believe in everything that's being told. You know, it is the truth. These are the facts of our lives at the moment. And, you know, if we don't look after Mother Earth, Gaia, you know, she can't look after us. It's a shared experience. It's a balance between things, everything in life. You know, uh, we need each other. You know, I, I don't honestly know entirely where I'm headed musically. I still have a lot of songs that I haven't finished that are relatively recent and some that go back to 40 years ago, if not more. You know, that projects like this last album, partially, that... Songs that never had a home, you know, that didn't quite fit on an album or a, a, or another project. And so, uh, I mean, strangely enough, what I've been doing personally for the, the end of this year has been going, I've been going through trying to get all the admin out the way, so to speak. For instance, the last six months to a year, but intensely so in the last few weeks, I've been archiving the over... 100,000 photographs of mine so that I can put more collections together so I know where things are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I can get on with the creativity of photography next year and hopefully get around to a few more charity trips. Same thing with the music, getting that under the wraps. On the admin side, I don't want to do work with another label again, I think. I prefer to be in a position where things organically happen, creatively speaking. So the idea is to have to be in a position next year where if I write, record, produce a song in a few days or a week, that within a week or two or a few weeks, I can press a button and release it out to the world. That's my plan for the future. Probably no albums, probably EPs and singles as they come. That's the idea for the future. And to just be as happy and present and as creative as possible next year. And, you know, help with the projects and people that need help. That's my goal for the future, really. That's how I, because if I'm, again, if I'm not in a position of focus and in a position of love, then, you know, I can't help anybody else. So that's my goal is to be in that, fully in that headspace next year. I think one of the key things that I've certainly learned uh, is that you have to follow your instincts. You have to follow your gut. 
if it feels feels bad, walk away from it. You know, I think it's self-preservation. And again, I think, you know, it's the old adage that you can't help if you don't love yourself, you can't help, you can't love other people. And it's akin to that. It's it's about, for me, it's about love and respect and respecting differences too. You know, it's all about the fact that we are all different in every way, shape or form. But, you know, you can still love someone for being different. You know, that's it's we don't need to be the same to love each other. And nor do we have to have the same opinions, but certainly... I think it's wise to work together for the common good of not only our Earth, but our lives and the lives of all creatures on this fair planet of ours. It's a magical world that we live on. It's unique. Uh, Again, as far as we know, we're the only ones running around like mad people. And I think we should try and enjoy it as best as we can. Um, We should try and love as best as we can. And we should try and help each other as best as we can. Because in the end, we're all connected in every way, shape and form. And that is the be all and end all of it. We are one. We're all in this together. We hope you've enjoyed this program and listening to the highlights of this podcast. If you'd like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on the subscribe button. Thank you for listening.